What's up, everybody? This is Zach. I am coming to you to talk about what happened in Florida. All right, so if you're not aware, Florida sent out an Everbridge message early, around 4, I think it was 4.30 in the morning. And this kind of made people very upset. So upset that the state of Florida has decided to end its contract with Everbridge, uh, which is not a great thing uh, because uh, all of the counties use this. I think cities have access to it. Basically, it's a statewide contract. My state does this. Uh, Oregon does this. You know, you get the statewide contract and then you can distribute it to everybody else that's using it. Now, what I think occurred uh, and has not been acknowledged by Florida, but was acknowledged by Everbridge through some very subtle wordsmithing because they sent out a, a response was that this was caused by human error. I use Everbridge every day. I don't believe for a second that this system inadvertently sent anything on behalf of the state of Florida without, you know, someone driving the ship. So what can you do to avoid uh, doing this yourself when you have to send out the message? Because none of us want to be uh, the national example for bad messages, Hawaii, I'm looking at you. Uh, I'm just kidding, I love my friends in Hawaii. Um, and they gave us years of entertainment with their mistake. Uh, well, I'm gonna give you some ideas on how to s prevent yourself from becoming a national alert and warning pariah to, to really start foundationally. What is the type of test that you're trying to accomplish, right? Are you trying to do your monthly proficiency tests like to the IPAWS, um, testing and develop as a testing and development facility. They're, they're like testing centers. So basically when you want to test your iPods connectivity, you can send a message to iPods uh, offline. Like you don't have to activate anything. It's really handy. They may have been testing EAS for the same sort of like purposes that broadcasters do. I don't know that for a fact, but um, that, that's sort of the question. What they did was they sent out a WIA, a wireless emergency alert, um, on top of an EAS. Now, WIA hits cell phones. I, I'm, I'm going to have to guess that they uh, selected the entire state. So that's a major activation and would hit lots of, I mean, potentially millions and millions of, of phones. So annoying, not the end of the world. Um, but when you are creating these messages within your platform, whether it's Everbridge or anything else, there, there's a process to this. So again, what I'm talking about is a template, like build a template for your tests. Um, especially routine tests. There's absolutely no reason that you have to get creative with this. You basically just send it out uh, to make sure that the system is talking to iPods. Make sure that your COG profile is all up to date. Uh, you can test the different types of alerts you want to send, um, but just keep it offline. Using your testing, so basically you get two uh, COG profiles. I'm probably using the incorrect terminology. It's It's basically... You have a test environment profile and you've got a real world, I'm sending out um, a no kidding iPods message profile. Within Everbridge, uh, this prompts one of two things. You can do a pin or you can do um, the full, uh, there's actually two passcodes. There's like a security key and then some sort of like passcode. But essentially it's two levels of activation. Most people opt for the pin because it's shorter, it's easier, it's faster. So. Um, if you are sending your, so this, this is, <laughs> this is the first indication that you've gone awry. If you get into your, um, test environment, 
you are you're, you're sending a test message and you're entering a real world iPods pin, you've you're you're off the rails right there if you're just trying to test it. So that's why again, I'm not I don't think that this was a system error, but regardless. Um and then as you proceed through the message, so like, you know, again, you set up a template, you usually just have to fill out some very short things. Talk to your technical account manager, your TAM. They'll be able to actually set you up with this. They can send you a little XML file so you don't even have to think about it. Like, they will send you everything. Your template will only require you to enter, uh, I believe it's month and year, and then you fire it off. You go to the uh, test environment, make sure that the message is received, and you can see all the simulated like EAS, WEA, all that stuff uh, going off. So templates first for routine tests. Second, if it's not a routine test and you're doing a real-world live test, um, these, so again, there's some routine ones that you do, you know, just to kind of make sure stuff is live. But I like to do, if you have to do that, and again, this is not a compliance thing. Like iPaws has very specific compliance. So I don't, I don't think that that's what the issue was that they were doing. But if you want to do this as some sort of like, I want to actually send it out to the world, give a heads up. That's all you got to do. Uh, let folks know. Try to um, connect it to something else happening. Preparedness month is a very good opportunity to test your full system. Because people are thinking about it. They're going to want to sign up. Um, and... Hopefully, if everything goes well, you'll actually gain lots of users. In this case, they it sounds like maybe they lost a bunch of users, but that also has to do with the fact that like the media uh, immediately jumped on this and told people how to turn off these alerts, which was stupid because we're about to enter uh, hurricane season, and the media like really screwed up here. Uh, they should have been like, "Hey, that was weird." Uh, but because you got the alert, that means you're actually able to get real world emergencies. So here's why you should do that. And if you didn't get this message, here's how you turn this on, but they didn't do that. Um, so like doing a test during a live test where you're actually going to like hit the system and you want people to know about it. You want to do it during a time of day. That's like where people aren't going to be super bothered by this. I don't know. After work, after 5 PM, but earlier than like 9 PM when people start to go to sleep. Um, and you give them lots of heads up. You explain why you're doing it. Uh, make it a game if you can. Figure out like, you know, is it zombie apocalypse type things? Some sort of like fun way to get people to sign up and do it. Um, and then you launch it and everything goes well and life goes on. Uh, if, you, if you don't want to do it that way, the other way to sort of do these tests is follow a template, right? Like uh, you can do template. Actually, if you go to the iPods website, they have some... Uh, exercises and, and test uh, opportunity, like, uh, you know, templates that you can use. So when you're testing your system, you're actually like benefiting, you know, you're, you're practicing in some way. Um, that's fine. Again, try to limit where it goes. So you can, you can maybe select, you know, use a geographical boundary that is likely to impact very few people circle your building. Um, I don't know. Find some ways so that you're not impacting everybody. Um, maybe pick a jurisdiction that's using it and ask them if it's okay to test, you know, as part of some event that they're having. Maybe they have a parade coming up or something and you're going to send a test out. So again, with WEAs, the, you don't actually normally, this is again why I don't think this was done properly. A WEA test, uh, if you have the message set up right, shouldn't activate your phone regardless because uh the tests you have to opt in for so wea again on you if you go to your phone settings and you go into your alert 
uh, and notifications folder, it'll ask you what types of alerts you want to get. Do you want to get any WEAs? And I think you can maybe even get pretty granular and decide what types you want. But I know specifically testing is one of them because most people don't want to be bothered by tests. Um, so had they selected a test version of this, I think they probably would not still have activated everything. Um, I think they sent out a live WEA and a live EAS. Um, and that's fine. You know what? Uh, it happens. So again, templates, let's see, we've talked about just staying in the test environment, templates. Uh, the next thing that I think would have been really helpful in this situation is to have a plan for when you screw up because you're going to screw up. Like it happens. Like Florida, I, I sort of suspect the response to this might have something to do with, um, you may remember during the uh, pandemic response, there was a person with the health department that basically used their Everbridge system to send a message out saying that the state was not doing everything in its power to help people during COVID. Uh, it was a person who essentially used the system because uh, you know she didn't believe the state was doing everything in its power, obviously, it's, that was the message, but uh, decided to circumvent normal communication routes and hit every single... I think this is internal to uh, Department of Health, by the way. I don't think this went to everyone. It was not an iPause message. It didn't go sort of... There was no like large opt-in, but it went to everybody in the health department. Um, and you know, this is actually the most likely scenario. It's like a insider threat in it's considered an insider threat type of thing in cybersecurity. Um, and so that's your most likely scenario. Someone has access to this who left, got fired, decided that today's the day they're going to, you know, tell the world something using this system. Uh, and actually by IPAWS regulation, that's one of the primary things that you have to do when you sign your uh, cog MOU is you have to say, I will remove people who should no longer be on the system. That's a, that's a key component of that. Um, uh, so what happens? Like if this was a, a rogue alert and warning person, what do you do? Well, you should have a plan for this. Uh, last week's incident should have at worst been a really, really bad day for the PIO. Um, and it wasn't obviously turned into this huge thing. Politicians got involved. They're, I mean, they're writing a law that says you can't send messages between like 10 and 6 a.m. All of this stuff that, like, man, if you guys moved on this for anything that's like actually relevant and important. Uh, so, Florida, for instance, is having a massive crisis right now when it comes to insurance. Like, they should be focusing on that. They should be passing laws overnight trying to solve. Uh, the insurance crisis that's going on in the state. Um, but whatever reason, this is like, this hit a the fuse and people went nuts and they're really, really fired up about it. Uh, and so they went all in on this. And uh, a lot of it, I think, has to do with the fact that there wasn't an immediate response from the state, like immediate. I'm not talking about the response that they sent out sort of blaming the system and not, it was funny, I saw that article saying, like, they took ownership of it. No, they didn't. They they absolutely tried to throw everyone else under the bus but themselves, uh, as they probably should, right? Like, that's what we all want to do. No one wants to sit there and, and hold the bag when everyone else is leaving. So, um, but in the, what you could have done is, is basically built in an immediate message that responds afterwards and said, apologies, this is a test. Um, 
we don't know what happened, or, you know, you should actually explain what happened. Don't say we don't know what happened because you are the experts on this system. People trust that you're going to do this. And uh, so explain what happened and then follow up as quickly as possible with press releases and open your PIO up to interviews and everything else so that the media has somebody to latch onto. So in a situation like this, there's an immediate vacuum, right? Like the incident occurs. In this case, it was a, a test alert. Um, and then the longer you take to respond, the more uh, people and media and trolls are going to fill in that vacuum uh, because you're not responding and providing information. And I actually think that this is maybe somewhere where I wish Everbridge had actually stepped up way faster because this is all, all, here's the other thing, like all of this stuff is easily auditable. Like you can just go into Everbridge and see who sent it, see what the message was, get a report, how it was sent, everything that came out. It takes two seconds. And you know exactly where things went wrong. Um, and Everbridge didn't do that. And I'm sure the state did. And they looked at it and were like, crap. Uh, but yeah, this is this is where your PIO could have come in and said, hey, uh, just so everyone's aware, we apologize. This came out way earlier. We put AM instead of PM. That's on us. Uh, and But here we go. It's hurricane season, right? Like we're just on the cusp of it. I think we're something like a week or two away from a hurricane or the last, hur uh, sorry, the first hurricane that we had last year. Um, and guess what? Hurricanes and bad weather and hazardous materials and terrorist attacks do not follow a schedule. You might get notified in the middle of the night that something terrible is happening locally and that you need to do something. And so the system worked. If you got the message, that means you're able to be notified. We apologize for that. Uh, for waking you up, we're not going to do that again. Um, but no harm, no foul, uh, move on. And in fact, I think if they'd gotten out in front of this, the politicians wouldn't have leapt on it. Uh, I also think that uh, the public, the public doesn't actually, you know, they were they were upset for a day, and they moved on. No one's got a memory of this. So, um, but this is stuff that you could all do ahead of time and prepare yourself because if you have a mass notification system, you're going to make uh, an occasional mistake. Um, but the thing that's the most scary about this is two things. One is that the people who run the system are going to be afraid to send a message out now. That's bad. We don't want that because testing and practicing and exercising is a critical part of figuring out how things break. I mean, they learned during the, hopefully they learned during this process, uh, by not taking full ownership of this and explaining what occurred, people are not going to trust you. And these systems require trust because people are essentially opening up their phones um, to you to send messages out. And if you want to keep sending messages out, they need to trust you. Um, and uh, and just in general, like you're an emergency management agency. If people can't trust you, they're not going to uh, act when something bad has happened. They're not going to listen to you and and do whatever it is you need them to do, whether it's an evacuation shelter in place, um, you know, preparing for an event. So you kind of lose the effectiveness of the system. And then I guess the third thing that kind of came out of this is now the media went out immediately and was like, oh, hey, just so you know, like you can turn their messages off by doing this. And so now lots and lots of people have done that. So I don't want to throw Florida emergency management under the bus. I don't have all of the information, uh, only they do and Everbridge does. Uh, but based on everything that I've seen and everything that I know, and I use Everbridge basically every day, 
I do not believe that this was a system issue at all. It was a error on behalf of the agency, um, and they need to own it. They need to correct it, um, and it's not too late for that. Everbridge, like I said, sent out this message that was like, you know, we apologize that this happened, uh, but it, or sorry, I don't even actually think they apologized, to be honest. I think they basically said, like, it wasn't us. Like, there's no way that this system did what is being uh, suggested. And we don't want you to lose trust in us. So please don't give up on us. And and they shouldn't. Florida should not dump this contract. This is a critical resource. We're entering one of the uh, periods of time when it's absolutely its most important use. So that's our quick little episode. Uh, if you have thoughts or, or you like this, you know, like, subscribe, comment. Um, I'm not doing a video for this. This is just a quick and dirty response. Uh, but this is, uh, it's continued for the week. You don't want to be on the national headlines because of something that you did. And the best way to stay out of that is to A, do it right the first time. And if you don't know how to do that, you can contact us, Doberman Emergency Management, the Readiness Lab. Uh, contact me on LinkedIn. I can help you. I, I use a lot of these systems. Um, and it's very easy to sort of like not get yourself into trouble, right? So we don't want you to be in trouble. Reach out to us. Um, but if you have, I, I also love war stories. Uh, I got, I posted on LinkedIn and a bunch of people responded with uh, stuff that they experienced. Uh, learn from others. Don't do this yourself. Like, Learn from Florida's mistake and take a look at all the other folks who've messed up uh, at some point and listen to them. And I think you will find that uh, that's the best way to stay out of trouble. Uh, and then, of course, all the stuff that I suggested in the beginning of this. Um, like, subscribe, give me five thumbs up, 18 stars, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you later.